You know, I am just an average Canadian guy. I wake up in the morning and put my pants on, one pair at a time. Now and then I take a holiday, usually to the Mexican Riviera, although I haven't been for years. Probably because the last time I went, I was stopped on the road by a Mexican policeman who threatened to take away my driver's license and arrange a court appearance weeks after my flight back home. But, he said for 500 pesos in cash, it would all magically go away. So I was in a dilemma. So in my mind, I pulled a Glock out of the glove compartment and sent him to Jesus and called it a day. But in real life, I argued with him in broken Spanish for a few minutes, and my brother-in-law suddenly coughed up the bribe money, and we were gone. I hate corruption. And if you think it makes my blood boil, you should hear my friend Judgy Judgerston weigh in after a couple single malts. You know, you would like Judgy. He's unassuming and entertaining as hell. Despite his Darth Vader voice, he is a gentle guy. As a lead-in to our story, I want to tell you about the time I was invited to Judge East Thousand Island Cottage. I guess he owns a little island in Upper New York State. It was my visit there that really opened my eyes up to corruption. More after the main story, and today's is a good one. Enjoy it! In a staggering display of audacity and greed, 57-year-old Janet Yamanaka Mello orchestrated one of the most brazen scams in U.S. military history, swindling a jaw-dropping $108 million from the coffers meant for veterans' families. This wasn't your run-of-the-mill con. It was a meticulously crafted scheme that saw Mello funneling funds through a shell company, purportedly dedicated to serving those who served their country while she lived a life of unparalleled luxury. The details read like a script from a Hollywood blockbuster. 31 homes, 80 cars, and a lifestyle that would make even the most extravagant of celebrities blush. Mello, a former financial manager at Fort Sam Houston, Texas, used her position to exploit the system, siphoning millions of dollars meant for the families of soldiers. It's the kind of story that makes you question everything you thought you knew about trust and integrity. But what's perhaps even more shocking than the scale of Mello's deception is the apparent lack of oversight within the military. How did she manage to pull off such an elaborate scheme right under the noses of those tasked with protecting our nation's interests? It's a question that leaves a bitter taste in the mouths of those who have served and sacrificed for their country. And yet, despite being caught red-handed, Mello isn't facing the kind of punishment one might expect for such a colossal crime. Thanks to some legal loophole, she's set to retire with full benefits, leaving taxpayers to foot the bill for her lavish lifestyle. It's a bitter pill to swallow for those who have dedicated their lives to serving their country, only to see their hard-earned dollars lining the pockets of a fraudster. But perhaps the most galling aspect of this whole ordeal is the sheer audacity of Mello's actions. She didn't just dip her toes into the waters of deception. She dove headfirst into a sea of ill-gotten gains, leaving a wake of destruction in her path. And yet, even as she faces the prospect of pleading guilty to her crimes, there's a sense that justice will never truly be served. In a world where the rich get richer and the rest of us struggle to make ends meet, Mello's story serves as a stark reminder of the gaping chasm that exists between the haves and the have-nots. It's a tale of greed, corruption, and the all-too-familiar feeling of being left behind by a system that seems rigged against us. But amidst the despair and disillusionment, there's a glimmer of hope. For every Mello out there, preying on the vulnerable and exploiting the system for personal gain, there are countless others who are fighting tooth and nail to make a difference. 
It's a reminder that, even in the darkest of times, there are still those who refuse to give in to despair and who continue to fight for justice, no matter the cost. So as we grapple with the fallout of Mello's crimes, let us not lose sight of the resilience and determination that defines us as a nation. Let us stand together in the face of adversity, united in our pursuit of a better, fairer future for all. And let us never forget that no matter how dark the night may seem, there is always hope on the horizon. Wow, nice to end the story on a positive note. The time I spent with Judgey Judgerston in the Thousand Islands opened my eye to corruption, I tell you. Anyway, we got to the island. I expected a gigantic stone mansion with sprawling decks and a boathouse. But when we got there, it was just a tiny old shack by the boat dock. And I thought to myself, well, there is no way this judge is corrupt. Inside the cabin, or shack really, was a couple simple chairs and a dilapidated wooden table that had one leg propped up with a crumpled old package of export A's to make it level. I was kind of dumbfounded, and I thought to myself, I have to sleep here for a couple days? Judgey saw the expression on my face and started to laugh. Then he said, follow me, and got up and took me up a winding path up a hill and over the top. He looked at me and said, why do you think? And what I saw literally made my knees wobble and I had to sit down. I am rambling now. Let's get back to our show and listen to the comments on today's story. After that, I will explain what I saw at Judge's, shall we say, estate. No internal auditing? How incompetent. Definitely living under the radar, not. She seems like a nice lady and she didn't hurt anyone. Let her go. Well, obviously, she didn't splurge on plastic surgery. And the generals, officers and secretary of defense just let it happen. Yet when I was in, they threatened to jail me for failing to salute an officer. The government tracks and threaten us if we owe them $10, but they are blind to theft and tracking billions given as a gift to Ukraine. The eyebrows are more offensive. Hard to imagine she did not have accomplices. What was her exit strategy on this grift? I don't see how this pile of spinning plates works out well for her in the end. How is this possible? Who is in charge of overseeing this much money? Others were not doing their jobs or benefiting somehow. Weren't there auditors? What a smart dummy. Smart at being dumb. Damn. Prison now. Who is paying this back? Hope they have insurance for such a loss. If this normal person did millions, Zelensky must be having billions. Ah, and she used a sharpie to draw her eyebrows. Definitely a Biden supporter. It would be wrong if she wasn't. Actually, I hear Trump wants her as a running mate since they have so much in common. I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling IRS. But she's not a white male, so the liberal media and Democrats will let her off. The budget is so incredibly massive that it took them this long to notice $100 million missing. Think about that. I'm a vet, in no way anti-military, but this is ridiculous. Lock her up and throw away the keys. She's been busy. With those eyebrows, no one would ever have guessed. Unlike in the UK, this woman will never be free again. Bruh, dirty homes, what the... 80 gas fill-ups, car washes, state inspections, state registration payments, and 320 tires to replace every four years. That's like going to the auto shop seven times every month. To many Democrat criminals running our government. And not a cent of that 108 million went to charity. Shameful. Democrat took money from the migrants, wait she employed them at. The Pentagon can't account for $2 trillion. Of course, it would take them almost forever to catch this piece of trash. It's almost like she became a hoarder with 80 cars and 31 homes. Honestly, 31 homes sounds like a lot of work. 
you'd think with that amount of money she could have at least bought herself a prettier face. I told my girlfriend she'd painted her eyebrows too high. She looked surprised. Hello, Elle. What a smart dummy. Smart at being dumb. Damn. All that money and she still looks like that. Moscow Mitch and his wife took more. She must have gone to Trump University to learn how to do the crime. Trump is no better. His followers are real suckers. Disgusting and willing lack of oversight on the military's behalf. Her punishment should be decided by those she harmed the most, our veterans and their families. Stocks and a bamboo rod should start her punishment. And yes, her family is just as guilty. What the Biden administration wants to know is, what's her pronouns? The other issues are not important. Worthy of the death penalty. Their greed is always their undoing. How low do you have to be to steal from our military? So, CYS Chief Suzanne King's job was to supervise Mello while she robbed the U.S. taxpayer for over six years. That's only 50 smart bombs chump change for military. Money can't buy great eyebrows. Those caterpillars above her eyes are a cheap result of an inexperienced beautician, it seems. What an expression, Lowell. Well, good for her. Thank you. A great comeback. Unbelievable. How did she manage to get away with it for so long? You would think when a hundred million goes missing, someone would start asking questions. This isn't something you can cover up. That is a lot of money. The accounting must be very poor as nobody noticed. She agrees to plead guilty? She's a nasty piece of work and guilty as hell whether she agreed to it or not. I told my girlfriend she'd painted her eyebrows too high. She looked surprised. Just shows the amount of money that is sloshing around. If she stopped at 50 million and left the country, she would be in a much better situation right now. If this woman hadn't been so damn greedy, she might have gotten away with the crime. However, there are billionaires that don't even own 31 homes. This woman became a cop magnet being this greedy. I agree. An enormous piles of money blinds a moron. So a lady Trump. She didn't steal from the government. She stole from us taxpayers. Life in prison in solitary confinement. Cool, since she admitted it execute her WTF. Your taxpayer dollars, people. So easy to spend other people's money that you have not worked for. Slash the bureaucracy. Slash the pointless spending. Slash the crazy war on terror nonsense. Focus on your own people for a change. You know, the ones who elect you. What was her exit strategy on this grift? I don't see how this pile of spinning plates works out well for her in the end. It would take forever to account for a hundred million dollars and to track it back to her. If she wasn't a glutton for punishment, she could have gotten away with a lot less. Maybe she used it to pay for plastic surgery to fix those hideous eyebrows. Sounds like you're a white male. Wow, that's enough to make you sick. The evidence was on her face the entire time. Just take away 90% of the money all her property, give it to the government, let her keep a few million for herself, and give her five, ten years. Where did she park all those cars? She's hot. I hope they really throw the book at her. Disgusting. I'm sure Hunter Biden's missing $3.5 million is somewhere in there. Arrest them all! She was a manager. Someone must have been helping her. What did she do with all that money, charity work? You can't steal what doesn't belong to you. What did she need that money for? Did she really need 31 houses? I doubt it. Greed and nothing more. Duh, 31 houses? She was going to get caught sooner or later. The number of homes she had should have been a red flag from the start. These comments are atrocious. Take a good look at yourself. She did us a favor. Thank you, Miss Mello.
we should help her if she need. She is an idiot. Who needs 31 homes and that many cars? Her lawyer will plead that she was only following the Biden family model. Hilarious. Okay, okay, enough of the eyebrow comments. Sheesh. There you have it, folks. The comments culled from over a thousand members of our listening audience. So I am at Judgey's Cabin on an island in the Thousand Islands, which truly are beautiful, by the way. And we walk up a hill and there before us stands something awesome. It is a massive chalet made of creek stone and huge timbers. It is a lodge. I guess it was about 20,000 square feet. And all around it are little cabins, miniature versions of the lodge. I have known Judgey a long time and he never mentioned that he had money. It suddenly occurred to me that Judgey might be corrupt. He knew I was thinking that. He smiled, put his hand on my shoulder and said, Let me tell you how all this came about. After law school, I went into practice. It was tough at the beginning. I had to pay off my student loans, which were massive. I made that my first priority. I then scrimped and saved for five years. I needed a better return because the banks didn't pay much interest. One day I was visiting my stepmother in Omaha, and she invited me to play bridge with some friends. One of the guys at the table really intrigued me, so much so that we became friends. He had a dry sense of humor, but everything he said made sense to me. He had an investment club, and we talked about it. I was thinking about how I took all the money I had, really, and had given it entirely to a stranger. I really didn't dwell about money issues, never did. I figured if I lost it, fine, I had a promising career and didn't really need it anyway. After the first year, I found out I had made over 20% return. It wasn't a gold bonanza or anything, but I always felt that slow and steady wins the race, so I was okay with it. I then upped the ante and put in that year's savings. I did that for 20 years. By the time I was appointed to the bench, I didn't need to put any more in. My stock was worth quite a bit. What? That's quite a story. I understand the Grand Lodge now. I also see why you would want the island to appear like a humble cabin from the water to avoid potential vandals or recreational property thieves. And then Judgey said something that stuck with me. You can't harpoon a whale if it doesn't surface. So that's how Judgey and I became close friends, and that was many years ago. I like him, a true friend. Never mind the personal loans he has floated me. Or then there is the car he sold me. Oh yeah, he does hold the mortgage on my house, and he is my children's godfather. Years ago at Christmas, he even gave me 10 shares of his venture. I haven't checked what they are worth yet. Judgey told me to put them away until I retire, so one day when my shoes are all worn out and I can't do comedy clubs anymore, I'll get a broker and cash in these shares. I hope they will be worth a few hundred by then. There is only 10 of them. I'm 47 years old and all I have is 10 measly shares of a textile company. Berkshire Hathaway. Sounds like a secretary on Beverly Hillbillies. Sheesh. Anyway, if any of you are listening, do you know where I can go and get cash for these shares? Are they worth anything? 